There's a major sporting event happening in Fayetteville this weekend, but for change, this one has nothing to do with a certain university in town. I'm talking about the UCI Cyclocross World Championships happening at our very own Centennial Park. Only the second time in the event's 72-year history the championships are being held here in the United States. Hi everybody, this is Dave Perosic, Metro Editor at the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and welcome to our weekly Know the News podcast. It's uh, the morning of Friday, January 28th, as we record this, and in just a few hours, the cyclocross action will begin at Centennial. Uh, More than 200 cyclists representing more than 20 countries will compete in seven events this weekend. Don't know much about cyclocross, you say? Well, hang on, because we're about to educate you. With me on today's podcast are two special guests. First, let me introduce Kai Caddy. Among other things, he's the editor of Bike Arkansas Magazine. Kai is also covering the World Championships for the Democrat Gazette all weekend long. Kai, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. I'm also pleased to have with us Molly Ron, Chief Executive Officer of Experience Fayetteville, the official host of the World Championships. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me as well. I'm sure this is Molly. This has been a busy week for you. Can you kind of describe what uh, what's been going on this week, preparing for all of this? Sure. So this event, um, the Cyclocross World Championships. You know, we've been working on this project. It's been several years in the making, but um, on a daily basis over the past year. And um, to us, this event began in earnest last Friday. So um, this week has been spent getting Centennial Park ready for teams, for the UCI, for spectators, and for the media, um, and really for the world to see. So um, today really feels like the culmination of all of that work. Uh, Kai, could you explain for us, for those of us not familiar with, what is cyclocross? So cyclocross is sort of uh, cross-country and steeplechase meets cycling, uh, a unique discipline of cycling. Um, it's a short course, very fan-friendly. The course is just a little over a mile, um, and riders often have to get off and, and tackle obstacles. Like in Fayetteville, there's a huge stair run-up. It's a lot of fun. It's a crazy thing. It was started by the Belgians as sort of an off-season uh, way to stay in shape, and and now it's grown into a huge discipline of cycling. And have you been to or covered many cyclocross events before? I have. I, w- I was at the World Cup in October in Fayetteville, uh, and it that was that was an interesting uh, outing because it it poured down rain all day, and so you know the, they they run rain or shine, so. It was uh, super muddy, made for some great photos. It's a, uh, yeah, rain or shine but, event, and the muddier the better, I, I understand. That's right, that's right, <laughs> at least from a visual standpoint. Right. I don't know, yeah. I don't know that all the riders agree that, that muddier is better, <laughs> but some of, some of them do like the mud, you know. Who are the kind of superstars of cyclocross, and uh, can spectators expect to see them in Fayetteville this weekend? Yeah, so actually in the in the women's race, there's a pretty stacked field. Uh, the reigning world champion, Lucinda Brand, is is in town. She she's uh, had a great season. She's won 17 races this year, and she won in Fayetteville back in October. Uh, 
Marianne Voss is considered by many to be the greatest women cyclist of all time. She's a multi-time world champion in, in several disciplines, but she's won the cyclocross world championship seven times. And, and they're both from the Netherlands. In, in the men's race, uh, the, the two most recent world champions who have split, you know, I believe the last six uh, are both not here, which is kind of a bummer, but that, that opens the door for, for a new world champion. And uh, Tom Pidcock from Great Britain is, is one of the favorites. He kind of ran a short season this year. He didn't start until December, but he's won three of the 12 races he's been in. Um, and then a couple of Belgians to watch are Eli Iserbit. He's the number one racer in the world. And June Arts, who was fourth in Fayetteville in October. And he's number two in the world. So, I think I mentioned at the top of uh, more than 200 cyclists. Is that, is that about is that correct? Um, I, I, I can't speak to that. I know that the exact number does exist because they've all had to check in and go through accreditation. My colleague mm-hmm. Hazel has that information. And so I can't give you that number. I don't have it in front of me, but I could certainly call you back with it. Okay. No problem. Um, and so for either one of you, can you summarize how the event is uh, going to work, how it's structured? Um, who races, who, you know, when do these races take place, that kind of thing? Sure. I mean, Kai, I'm happy to take that one if that's, if that's okay with you. Um, so today, Friday, the, the 28th, um, we'll have the Team Relay. So it's the first time that a Team Relay has been a part of a Cyclocross World Championships. And so that's today at 1230. And then Saturday, um, the 29th, we'll have three races. We'll have the um, women juniors racing at 11, the UCI men's under 23 at 1, and then at 2.30, the UCI women's elite. So that's when um, the, you know, Lucinda and Mariana and the um, women that Kai just mentioned will be, um, will be racing. And then on Sunday, the 30th, we have the men's juniors at 11, the women under 23 at 1, and then at 2.30, the men's elite race. And so we'll actually have six championship races across Saturday and Sunday. And is, uh, do you have kind of any idea of how many visitors this event is expected to draw? I mean, uh, a rough idea. I'm not, of course. Can't get yeah. So we had, we have um, predicted that across all three days at Centennial Park that we'll see 15,000 people. Now that is a combined, um, that, that number is made up of both local spectators and out of area spectators, as well as media and team staff. So, um, we'll, I think that I feel pretty confident that we'll see 15,000 over the weekend. And Molly, an event like this didn't just land in Fayetteville's lap. I mean, there had to be an effort, uh, a fair amount of planning and cooperation to make this happen well and well in advance. <laughs> um, could you explain how we got to this point and how the championships ended up here? Sure. Um, so it is a process that began um, long before Experience Fayetteville was ever involved. And so um, local leaders in the cycling um, um, cycling scene in our region, really spearheaded by both the Walton Family Foundation and the Runway Group, worked with um, an organization, Bike NWA, which is now 
Um, it changed its name and become Ethic. But at the time, it was both Bike NWA and the Northwest Arkansas Trailblazers um, worked to um, put in a bid to the UCI. It's quite a competitive process for a city to host a world championship. And so they put in a bid for it to be hosted in Fayetteville. And at that point in time, experience Fayetteville's involvement was much the same as the Northwest Arkansas Council, the Chamber of Commerce, as well as the um, visitors bureaus up and down the corridor and that we wrote a letter of support um, talking about how um, Fayetteville was ready to host a race of this calendar uh, of this caliber and about how we would be supportive and so it wasn't until um, about a it wasn't until after that announcement was made that it would be in Fayetteville that experience Fayetteville was approached to be the um, what is referred to as the local organizing committee you'll often hear it referred to as the LOC um, but we were approached to be the local organizing committee to plan and produce the um, the races. And we've been working with medalist sports for um, close to a year um, to be able to um, produce to produce the event. and we're we're quite proud to host it here. And can you just talk about the impact of this event on Fayetteville, on Northwest Arkansas for that matter? you know, why is, why is this important to the city? Sure. It's a chance to showcase um, Fayetteville and Northwest Arkansas to the world and to show everybody what those of us that live here already know and that this is a wonderful region and that we have you know, a lot to offer. And so this is um, global attention that um, allows us to be in media markets that as the destination marketing organization, we would not um, be able to be in. So for example, we, this will be no surprise, we can't afford to buy media in Belgium. And this is a chance for us to showcase our city and our region in a market that otherwise it would not um, make sense for us to be in, nor would we have the resources to be in. Um, additionally, the economic impact of this, I think that we'll be seeing, um, I'm very excited to see that the positive return um, from this. We're working with the um, Center for Business and Economic Research at the uh, Walton College of Business at the University of Arkansas to um, conduct an economic impact report on the weekend's events. And already, um, not even being at, you know, the first race hasn't even started, but even in the months leading up to planning, just as an organizing committee, we've seen, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, put into the local economy from the outside organizers that have come in, the UCI site visits that have occurred, the media that has already covered the event, just in our hotel, um, motel and restaurant spending, which is, of course, how we are funded at Experience Fayetteville. So I think when the economic impact report does come out, we'll be looking at the weekend's races and that you can direct, you know, spend occurring out of this weekend, but really you have to zoom out and look at the past two years and the the people that were in town planning for this and the economic impacts that that had goes well beyond what I, what I expect that we're going to see over the weekend. Uh, Kai, the, the direct uh, spend, just to put it in the context, the, the last time this event was held in the United States, which in fact the only other time that um, the championship 72-year history has been in the U.S. was in Louisville in uh, 2013. And the, their um, CVB and Sports Commission there um, estimated about a $6 million economic impact Um that, I think, is probably low for Fayetteville for several reasons, but, but we will wait and see what, um, what the team at the um, 
Center for Business and Economic Research comes back with. Obviously, you know, it's only the second time this has been held in the United States. So is it uh, possible that we could see this return to Fayetteville in the near future or, or <clears throat> what's your hope? I, yeah, so I think that Fayetteville is really well positioned to host other um, significant, significant races and even international races. Um, you know, do I think the cyclocross world championships will, will come back here anytime soon? No. And that's part of what makes this so unique and so special is because it does move around and it is a rare opportunity to get to host a world championships. What I do believe is that Centennial Park is um, quite a treasure and the course there is incredible. So we will see other races um, both at the national level and, um, you know, plans for that are, are, are going on now, plans to prepare for opportunities like that um, and um, possibly even um, on the international stage again, um, though I do not think that we should expect a cyclocross world championship specifically to, to be back. And Kai, uh, I'm kind of curious what, uh, what's your approach for on covering an event like this? How, what's that like for you? Or, you know, wh- where do you go? Where do you stand? Where do you, are you running around or are you staying in one place? And Oh yeah, no, it's, uh, it's definitely running around. I mean, that's, that's one of the, the great things about a race like this is you can, you can, uh, you know, see several different areas, all the different features of the course, you know, it dips into the woods. It comes, it comes up a, giant climb they go up the stairs they come down a huge descent and there then there's the Fayetteville Stonehenge which is a, a twisty rock feature that comes you know it's right before the finish line so it's it's definitely a, a great place to uh to move around and see see a lot of the different riders and and you can really follow the entire race just running around you know and there, there are big big screens out there so if you do want to just camp out in one spot you know you'll see all the action it's uh it's a it's a pretty pretty fun thing to cover. Pretty fun thing to spectate. On that note, uh, for people who are interested in attending, what do they need to know for either of you? Um, I apologize. I might have jumped in. That question might have been for for no either for one. Kai, but I think I think we can we can both answer yeah. that. So um, first, and you know, so a couple of things to keep in mind for spectators that are going to be coming out this weekend. One is exactly like Kai said. This is active. This isn't. This is not um, the sport where you sit and casually watch. So be prepared to maximize your opportunity for fun and and move across the course. And we've created crossings to where it's easy to get um, to all the different places. Dress warmly. Dress in layers. We do expect it to be sunny, but but it is cold on top of um, on top of Centennial Park. Um, the city of Fayetteville is under uh, a mask ordinance, so please do bring a mask and maybe even bring an extra one. Um, we will have masks there, but masks are required on the shuttles up to Centennial Park, and they are required at the venue. Um, we love your pets. Um, a lot of people are used to coming to events like this and, and bringing and bringing their dogs, and that is wonderful most of the time, but not for this event. So for the safety of our riders, we want to make sure that everybody leaves their furry friends at home. Um, and Kai, did I, did I miss anything that's, um, that's important to add to the fun? I don't think so. We'll have some... We'll have some cowbells out there. So this is a sport where, where, where people get rowdy. And so come prepared to, um, 
to cheer and to make and to make some noise. I believe I even saw a few beer tents out there yesterday. Too. Oh yeah, absolutely. So there are there are a couple of beer tents. There will be um, there are concessions available up at Centennial Park. Um, so we do have plenty of food and also beer that we ask you to enjoy responsibly. So how long is a particular race? Uh, they're just about an hour. They uh, take the first few lap times and sort of calculate it out. Quick races. Easy to watch, easy to understand. I thank you both for sharing your views and perspectives on this. is uh, great to talk to you. Is there anything else that either one of you want to add? I think that you um, covered it. We're so happy to, to be able to host this. It's really been quite an honor, and we hope that um, the Fayetteville community and the Northwest Arkansas community will um, – come out and show their support. If, if people have questions about anything that we covered, about the sport, about getting here, um, or about getting tickets, tickets are still available. And all of that information is available at cyclocrossfayettevillear.com. Um, and you can find out everything you need to know, including an, ex, uh, an expo map, parking locations, and um, a place to buy your tickets. Outstanding. Well, um Thank you again, both for joining me today, and uh, and good luck with the the rest of the week. The weekend it should be a lot of fun. Great, thank you it. so much. Thank you so much, and also thank you, Kai. Yeah, thank you, guys. Okay, all right, bye, all Dave. Right. All right, thanks. Bye, bye. Be sure to check out Kai Caddy's coverage of the UCI Cyclocross Championships all weekend in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. But that's just some of the exciting and informative content we'll be bringing you this weekend. I want to tell you about just a few of the other things you'll find in the paper. A Benton County Sheriff's deputy recently came home for the first time in six months after spending all that time in the hospital battling COVID-19. Our Benton County Police and Courts reporter Tracy Neal will have the story about what Detective Jim Johnson has been through and the battle he still has ahead of him. The city of Fayetteville has a proposal to redraw its ward boundaries. Our Fayetteville reporter Stacy Ryburn has that story. Plus, check out another story of Stacy's about how a biosolids dryer at one of the wastewater treatment plants exploded in December, and what actions Fayetteville is taking in response. Northwest Arkansas Community College is getting set to launch its commercial driver's license program for people interested in getting into driving trucks. And now the family of local trucking pioneer Willis Willis Shaw has established a scholarship for students interested in signing up for the program. Our reporter Mike Jones will have that story for us this weekend. And do you like some River Valley news with your Sunday breakfast? Well, we've got plenty of it every Sunday on our River Valley pages. This Sunday, reporter Thomas Sassente has a story on the upcoming dedication of a new science center at the University of the Ozarks in Clarksville, said to be the single largest capital construction project in the school's history. And in another education-related story, Monica Brick shares the Fort Smith School District's plans to pour millions of dollars into facility projects, including classroom additions at Morrison Elementary and Ramsey Middle Schools. Of course, every Sunday comes with plenty of content from our features department, including the What's Up section. 
This week in What's Up, reporter Monica Hooper t- talks with satirist Fran Leibowitz in advance of her appearance at the Walton Arts Center on February 4th. You can also learn about the Fort Smith Little Theater production of Smoke on the Mountain, fiber art by Joe Steely, and you'll find an interview with the based voice of the Oak Ridge Boys, Richard Sturban. If you're not a subscriber, don't miss out on any of this great content. Just hit the subscribe button on our website, nwaonline.com, or call us at 479-684-5509. If you like our weekly podcast here, please subscribe. All you have to do is hit the subscribe button on your device right now. Do appreciate you listening today. Until next week, this is Dave Perosic signing off for Know the News. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.